0: Welcome to our new season. I know you've been waiting for it patiently for a while. I need to ask you for a quick favor. I'd love it if you could go visit Apple Podcasts, rate, review us, share us, talk about us. We've grown a lot, but we can always grow more. Now, get ready for this new episode. It features Ryan Wilson of The Gathering Spot. And you talk about an amazing episode full of information about partnering and building. But thinking about Ryan, it got me focused on a company called Valence. Being real clear, this is not an ad. This is something that I actually like. Valence is a new tech platform and community. It's focused on connecting Black professionals globally with mentorship, job opportunities, and capital. They just launched last year. And as a founding member of Valence, I wanted to make sure our listeners got priority access to the platform during the beta, which is still happening now. So check out the show notes. There's a link that you can use there to go and register. Peace and joy.
1: I mean, th- there's been some interesting moments. John Singleton's last talk uh, it was the 25th anniversary of Boys in the Hood. Um, to watching, you know, Minister Farrakhan speak and be a very different Man, Minister Farrakhan than people uh, know, right. or, or Harry Belafonte talk about activism. I mean, there's been a He's lot flexing of... over there. Boy. I like... Uh, 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 I mean, Stacey Abrams, right, like... The first real, real conversation after, um, uh, she, you know, she's lost, right? I mean, we gathered, right. like, after Charlottesville to talk about what in the world was going on um, there. I've been, you know, very fortunate that um, there are a lot of different events that, like, I feel like have, have totally shifted people's thoughts on particular topics. Right. Or people. Uh, and then just, like, brought people Together. 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 Together together, together, together,
2: together, 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 Welcome to Wild Black, a seriously opinionated podcast bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while black.
1: If black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all black everything.
0: Everybody, welcome back to Wild Black. You ain't gonna say it,
3: Art? Oh, welcome back, <laughs> welcome back, man. I was, get, I was trying to get my buried. Oh, yeah, you trying You trying to but throw, yeah, you yeah, trying yeah, to throw did, the vibe? Off. We just got started. Look, let's 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 rewind it. Let's go back. Let's go back. <laughs> I'm like, man. What? Yeah, he's like, he's waiting for. It. He was like, let me cue that up. I yeah. wouldn't even go say nothing. Yeah, I shit was not even. All right, we're gonna do that again. <laughs> Everybody, welcome back to Wild Black. Welcome back, people. We back in the building. Now that felt right. Yeah, that's it. Matter of fact, it. I'm not even gonna edit that out. I'm gonna
0: let them hear it how the we, whole we half did that out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Look, today <laughs> we say it all the time. Another dope topic. Another yep. important dope topic. That's today, how we do it. ain't that the truth? That's it. Today, we are talking about connections, <laughs> partnerships, working with folks. <clears> why we gather. And we've got a, a hell of a guest with us today, like we always do. And I'm going to jump in, hit you with this intro, grab yourself a sip of water, lean back, and listen, because this brother, he's, he's got some heat behind him. So I want to introduce Mr. Ryan Wilson to Wild Black. Ryan is the CEO and co-founder of The Gathering Spot, as well as the co-owner of AC3, a music, tech, and film conference. The Gathering Spot in itself is a dope reality that highlights the best of black people, black culture, and black business. But I'll let him tell you a little bit more about that while I tell you a little bit more about him. Ryan's been recognized as a small business person of the year by the Atlanta Business Chronicle. He's been named one of the country's most influential African-Americans by The Root and Ebony Power 100. I've been named one of America's most influential African-Americans by my mama. He has also been... <laughs> <laughs> Everybody mama should, should, be, we should be number one on them list, right? He yeah. has also been named uh, one of Atlanta's most powerful leaders by Atlanta Magazine. And he was the recipient of the John Lewis Emerging Leader Award by 100 Black Men of Atlanta. Not to mention... This brother's been featured in many notable publications, such as but not limited to Fast Company, Forbes, Black Enterprise, and Bloomberg. Plus, the brother's been giving keynote presentations at some of the nation's most prestigious universities. And lastly, I know. I, Rich, right? And you know how we we love richness on this podcast. But lastly, he's leaving the physical expansion of The Gathering Spot into both D.C. and L.A. So before I hand the mic over to him, let me warn you, dope shit is ahead. Ryan, brother, welcome to the podcast, man. Yeah, I'm good to be here. They gave you the long bio. I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that we love here is we we bring people who are experts and credible to the space. And so we want everybody listening to understand why you are so credible and why you are here. So we give it to them. Here, we flex on Wild Black. We yes. give it to them.
3: Ain't yes. nobody bashful or ashamed here. Because we need to hear it. That, that's the important thing. Exactly. Is You know. You, you we get into a space where some people try to normalize everybody right like oh everybody No no we the exceptional around this no market. no 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 no. people got different they, they grind in different ways and they excel in different spaces so yeah yeah man, that's I lovely y'all. though man oh yeah oh yeah
0: oh, appreciate oh, you yeah. all I'm, I'm glad to be here well look brother before we jump into this wild black shit man just take like 30 45 seconds tell the people a little bit more about you anything else that I haven't said Flex yes. on them some more.
1: That's- <laughs> no, no uh, so, I mean, I, I grew up just north of the city in Atlanta and wanted to be an attorney my entire life. So the idea that I own a private club is still weird to me. Um, came up with the idea while I was in law school, and the business is centered around people. And so right. um, from a space perspective, we have event space and a restaurant and workspace, but my job is really connecting people. And so um, it's been a beautiful journey. I mean, we've, yeah. we've been through every part of the entrepreneurial process raising money, trying to find space, losing space, trying to build teams. And um I'm I'm really grateful for where we're where we are now growing.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And I know we'll get into some of that. But I just want to say before we start, brother, the the marketing and the strategy that's gone into what you've done here is miraculous. To see the brand and the reputation, the way it's grown, I've been in Atlanta for two and a half years and to see what it's become just in a short time that I've been here, somebody needs some credit
1: for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I, I mean the, the the entire team. It's in, it's intentional. I mean we we've sat around. Um, the business borrows from a lot of different concepts, right? So there's right. like country clubs, city club models been around for a long time. Um, workspaces are newer, but like you know we we kind of borrowed from that, right? Um, and then honestly, the inspiration that people don't see but it really has been kind of <clears throat> driving us for a long time is the. Uh, college experience Like I, I got out i went to, to school in dc and it was crazy to me like immediately after that experience that the entire network that i had was gone yeah i lost people that were studying from all over the world yeah that were studying different topics than me and i mean even just access to different programs and speakers where i didn't appreciate it while i was there but like that's right. what's unique about being on a college campus your best friends are there Spaces there, like whatever you need to do is kind of like in arm's reach. Plus, when you really needed it, it was no longer around. It was totally gone. And so I'm, uh, I'm around a bunch of you know soon to be lawyers, and it just didn't feel, yeah, it didn't feel right. And you know, so the business is a lot inspired by like where can adults go to be able to connect with different people across traditional boundaries. So you're in our restaurant, you'll see people wearing suits and ties sitting right next to people wearing T-shirts and jeans. yeah, like that, That's by design. And so we're,
0: we're going to get into this wild black shit. But, but listeners, I want you to pay a lot of attention because by the end of this episode, I'm really hoping that the beauty and the magic behind the gathering spot has affected you. You need to truly understand what this brother's talking about. He, he, he's built not just a club, as in dancing and booty shaking, but an organization that facilitates connection, enrichment, Betterment, growth, innovation, partnership—all these things—and <laughs> and it's exactly, and it's it's real. Like it's, I hesitate to say it is magical, but we got to get into this wild black shit. We got to have some fun. We got to loosen things up, yeah. bro. You ready to hit it with this
3: wild black shit, man? You know it. I, like, I had some fun pulling these. Yeah, I, I, I look. I'm, I'm looking through them and I'm, I'm smiling as I'm going through them. So. <laughs> we ain't prep you on, wild, on the wild black shit just yet. So, so this he how got it works. He got got it. It. You gave him a little bit. You gave. Uh, so got this got how it. it works. We got two, three questions. Two of them um, pretty cool. The the last one is our signature question that we ask every single guest. Okay. And and the responses are magically very similar in nature. So, let me hit you with these first two, and then we'll get to that third one. But, all right. So today we talking about connection and gathering, right? And black folks been gathering for a long time. We've been gathering. We, that's what we do, ain't it? uh So when four or more of us meet, we have so many traditions that just seep out of <laughs> our pores, and we can't help but participate in it. And, and, and
0: just for context, you know what I'm talking about when you get together with I three can, of your homeboys,
3: two chicks, your mama, and your cousin—like shit some, just some happens. Shit happens. It just happens, right? Like, all right, so. I need you to hit us with three of the strongest of what, what, what kind of writing is this? bro? <laughs> I need you to hit us with
0: three.
2: At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: Of the strongest when black people meet
1: up, traditions oh, that you can come okay. up
3: with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, this, this—he he got this one.
1: Yeah. Okay. Hold on. So, tradition number one: there has to be food. Okay. Yeah. If we're not eating particularly. So, I'm from the south, so like, that's sure enough, you get a ain't couple got of somebody to have
0: something to eat on. Yeah.
1: Like my mom's sweet potato pie. Serious. If you if that's not there, yeah, uh, we're we not meeting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of. There's a lot of games, particularly spades, in, I knew it was in my tradition. Yeah, now uh, you learn how to play spades early. Um, yep. And like my family too. We like we watch a lot of stuff. Like it's either sports or a movie, depending on the time right. of the year. Yep, yep. But uh, you know, we definitely get get these get these movies in at, at the gatherings too. I like, feel you. Something around the TV for sure. Cool. Art, brother. What what what, what Some things y'all did. Listen.
3: Out the gate, spades. I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm the grand architect of spades. Like it ain't. I quit playing spades. Like Twenty oh, it's, years. It's, I just it's I played serious. so
0: much spades. I was like,
3: I'm done. It's I'm it's pretty serious. I'm I'm All right. I'm the, the only time I'm defeated is when I have a partner that just generally can't play. Okay, and that's right. okay because I, I I will take a L for the team. Alright, okay. But normally I'm 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 pretty raw at spades. Dominoes. I'm 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 pretty magical at Domino's, man. That's kind of how we get down. So, then my two. All right. Food, it got to be some type of food. Like Food is the connection. It's the glue. Uh, if you ain't mm-hmm. got nothing to eat, ain't nobody staying. And well, it ain't even got to be a whole, it could be chicken.
0: Unless you got some
3: crown, then a certain crowd is going to stay no matter what. That's got to be there, too. That, that's the fourth <laughs> It got to be some drink, though, right? Yeah, that's me. What, what you Man, think for like? us, it?
0: like from a family perspective, I don't know why. It, maybe it's because I'm from Mississippi, but for some reason, when we gather, it is outside in this hot ass <laughs> Mississippi heat, either in the garage with the with the door open, yep. or on lawn chairs like in the front underneath the tree. Y'all friends and shit always
3: yep, mandatory. Always. Mm-hmm.
0: Matter of fact, when we walk outside, the fish jump in the oil by itself. Yep. <laughs>
3: It's like, shit, I know what time it is, right? Let Me going
0: to make this yep. long walk, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, hit him with question number two, bro.
3: Yeah. All right, Stay with the theme of gathering, let's do a lightning round on spades rules. Oh, shit, okay. You did First say part. spades. Yeah, you no, do that one out there. Uh, what is the minimum number of books you can bid per hand, and what is that called? Uh, four. Five. It's board. Uh, okay. Okay, he came out he yeah, came out yeah. right. Shit, all these other ones he gonna knock out there. All right. What must you do when you have a card you just know is a winner and you've been waiting to play it? There's one thing you just gotta do with that card. Yeah. This is the
0: toughest question. Yeah, I don't know. Play it with enthusiasm? Man, you, you got oh, you, you, you to yes. take that card, bro. You got to take that card and stick that motherfucker oh, right in your, your forehead. Yeah. You know the move. Mm-hmm. You done the move.
3: I,
1: yeah, I have. I and have, then it, you have. fuck around and break the tape. <laughs> right. You, yeah. You do got to put it on him with passion. Right. Right, right, right. Put them on them with passion. I like that.
3: All right, what is the Boston? The Boston? A Boston.
1: I don't know that. I ain't heard that.
3: So it that's Big Wiz. When you can run a Boston on the motherfucker? Yeah. You
1: doing the spades too? Ten hands? Yes, ten hands. Ten but g- generally, a Boston of that is going to be in
3: Ben Wiz though. I, I can go with that. Yeah. Yep. 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 So I that, heard, that, that was like of, a trick question, right I ain't there. I heard a Boston. You yeah. If you play Ben oh, Wiz, you're you gonna know about Bostons. Like, There's so different. many
1: different spades rules. Like when I was in D.C., we didn't play uh Deuce of Diamonds, Deuce of Spades. So the first time I that played I put, hearts, <laughs> we didn't we didn't have we just like it was it was big Joker, little Joker. That was it. Like you didn't No have, deuces Why No deuces. Yeah. And so the first time I started playing up there, homie put down some deuce. And I was like, oh, what is that? What you doing? <laughs> and, and, and like, it became a like whole. Like, them
3: shouldn't even be in there. Yeah. I was
1: like, yeah, what are you, what, what's happening? And that's when, you know. Yeah. They
3: schooled well, you we, to die. We play with all the cards.
1: Nah, we don't. Yeah. So. It's regional re- rules according the, to. Uh, yeah. I had, never, rules. I had never played like that before. But, you know, yeah. learn something.
3: Yeah. Everybody got their little house rules, too. All right, what is most likely to cause a fight between space partners?
1: Uh, if you if you renege, that's it. Yeah, that's the number one at the gate. Or you cut my. Or book. you cut my. Or yeah, you, you cut me yeah, It's Like, yeah,
0: one, like what
3: the fuck you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I had that book and you saw that you, you ain't paying no attention. Yep. All right, what's the most likely? What's most likely to cause a fight between opponents?
1: Talking across the table. That's it. Talking across that oh, board. Yeah. yeah, you a
3: space player. Yeah. He you, was being you, you with certified, brother. He certified. Yeah. Like, I mean, good it wasn't no sweat or nothing. It was just like, yeah, this <laughs> is what I do. All right. Third question, signature question. Uh, what do you love most about Life While
1: Black? Love most? That's tough. Um, I mean, I, just, like, black culture to me is is amazing, right? Like, at this point, it's global culture. So you can go anywhere in the world and people are trying to relate to, and like, and have some insight into, um, in your life. So like, yeah. I just, I just love the fact that like the stuff that we create goes everywhere and is consumed everywhere so that like, you don't have to, there's certain things that just don't have to be explained no matter where you are in the yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Like you can't, you can't beat that uh, to me. I mean, it's, it's, it's cool being a part of the group. That in many ways everybody is trying to be. Yeah. So it's, it's cool. <laughs> we just to be naturally black already live in the yeah. Everybody's trying to replicate the stuff that we we do. That's that's like crazy to me. Cool. Well that's look, what's up.
0: you uh kind of smashed the wild black shit. You came through. You came through <laughs> on that one. So we want to take you into the dope quote. The dope quote anchors the whole episode. It's it's the theme of the episode, and it's more than likely out of the mouth of someone black today is someone black. So I'll jump into it, and then just give me your thoughts on what the quote means to you. When I is replaced with we, illness becomes wellness. I'll say that one again. Listeners, imagine the words in your mind. When I is replaced with we, illness becomes wellness by Malcolm X. Ryan, what do you think when you hear that, man, when he's talking about pulling out the I's in our lives and replacing them with the we's? What comes to mind?
1: Uh, i mean i think that that quote taps into just like the the power that exists really in the collective yeah um i mean my business is is centered around that that same central idea like what happens when we genuinely come together um sometimes socially sometimes you know professionally but if if we if we're centered around trying to make sure that the group is okay yeah even when you individually aren't doing well, if the collective is, you're still all right. Yeah. Um. I don't know if it's a mindset that we have regularly enough. Right. But um, it, it's something that we should definitely aspire to, you know, try to achieve on, yeah. on a more consistent basis.
0: I, I agree with you that I don't know that it is the mindset that we have enough, which is, I think which makes what you're doing so much more important. Because y- you all have made the we really cool, right? You've m- you made the people who I think are still eyes want to figure out how to become a part of the we that you've created.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's and, and like I I, I <laughs> it's, it's weird using that <laughs> word, um, you know, help to to create the framework, but the it, the space and the the community is is people, right? Yeah. Like I'm I'm not. I'm not there right now, but like it still exists because the people, right, you know, keep the space going. And it sounds like a bumper sticker, but like but it's real. it really is the, is the truth of yeah. how, the, how the whole thing works. Um, I think we are trained to, in many ways, not be about the community. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, it, it hasn't been advantageous for uh, most of our history for us to to be together. Yeah. But I think we're starting to figure it out that if we can we can talk to each other more. I, I yeah. tell people all the time like the business for me is centered around a really simple idea like in a world that is increasingly about trying to make sure that people connect digitally right i'm trying to like say yeah we can do that and we need yeah. to connect in, in person right like we actually have to like talk to each other at some point yep um and i i think we've lost that to a, you know a certain extent. i think everybody's yeah. losing it but i think we're like Really losing it. And that it's like, you know, I'm gonna text you. And it's like yeah. that's not the work doesn't happen over text message. It yeah. like it requires in-person, like actual relationships being built. Yeah. And developed over time. And in our search <laughs> for connection, we've become
0: completely disconnected.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's like we we we've lost the <laughs> we've lost the understanding that technology is a tool, right? It's right. not been meant to replace human interaction, but be to me. It's a tool to facilitate connection, right. not to be the end-all be-all. Um, <laughs> but I look, I look at my little cousins and I mean, they don't know a world without being able to get to everybody digitally. Yeah. And it's weird to watch them not be able to talk to people. Yeah. Like you put them in social situations.
2: At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
1: And they just like, they, they, they ain't got it. Like, they can't, they can't <laughs> do the regular, yeah. like, hello, how are you? And like, that's, that does, I don't think that that like sets you up well. Cool. Well, Ryan, I, I want to get into it and, and start hearing
0: more about what you're seeing for real. Um, but I want to start with this question. What's the why behind The Gathering Spot?
1: Why for me is, so I'll I'll give a little bit of personal background. Um, I wanted to be an attorney my entire life, and I wanted to be an attorney because I thought it was the best way to be able to help people really interested in politics and issues around uh, justice and that. So that to me was the path. Um, As I went to law school and didn't necessarily enjoy that experience, but certainly didn't enjoy the experience between my summers at, at law firms, I just like, it just wasn't interesting to me. Um, I was looking for an uh, <laughs> like an environment where I could create things and ultimately do the thing that I was passionate about, which was connecting people across lines and creating dope programs. And so, my why every day is is again, it's like most of our stuff is super simple. If I can create a framework to bring people together, I think that 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 makes business sense, and I also think it it um. You know, we'll we'll be able to we'll be able to help people. I mean, I every day will just see two people that I know haven't met yet mm-hmm. and be like, hey, y'all should talk. And watching that happen is uh, I think what my contribution is, at least at this point in my life. That's cool. So as you as you all grow
0: from a membership standpoint, locations, how will you maintain that? How will you maintain the ability to connect? Or does it turn into you connect, but you also have people around you who are picking up that mantle and doing the connection as well.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's a two levels. So, like, first, my team has that same, that's part of our culture as as an organization. My, so the, the team is, is is certainly, like, trying to do that same work each right. day. Um, but then the culture of the members of the club picks up that way, where folks will, you know, that they just know that's how you roll in, in the gathering spot. So, that's you know, if they see somebody that they feel like needs to be introduced, they make that connection. Right. Um we 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 host a lot of programs. I mean, right. we're we're hosting just for members of the club 20 plus programs a month. Right. So there's no shortage of times where you can come in and like be able to meet somebody. And so it, it's it's something at least in Atlanta that's organic at this point that we're not right. having to like we don't do anything that's really like forceful and right. no speed networking. Very few people are walking around handed like it's not an environment where you go around just handing out business cards. I think that's another version of networking that kind of needs to go away. Right. Um, it genuinely is people saying, Hey, what do what do you like, what do you Wait, need help really with? really connecting. What do you need help with? What are you struggling right. with? Like, and that looks that's a that's a different answer depending on who you're talking to. But the club can really help source um whatever it is. I mean, at, the, at this point. Gotcha. So I mentioned earlier.
0: Just the the reputation and the brand around the gathering spot. So the next question I have is that doesn't happen by accident, right? You've got to be strategic. You've got to be purposeful. You do have to have some luck, right? You got to (laughs) land in the right places. How the hell have you all done it? Because before <laughs> I even knew what it was, I heard about it. Matter of fact, too. <laughs> yeah. I, had a, I had a meeting yeah. directly across the open space from the gathering spot oh, yeah. and didn't know that was the gathering spot. Yeah. right. It was. I think I was over there a couple of times meeting with agencies yeah. before I figured out what it was. So yeah. you, you've managed to, to maintain this profile that is reachable, attainable. It, it includes celebrity, but it doesn't feel off in the distance. And the brand just reaches and permeates the community. How the hell did you do that?
1: I mean, I I, I appreciate that. I mean, it, it's it's personal for us, I mean, it's, us. Just... And I mean it, it's it's personal for us. I mean, we take really seriously trying to make sure that we put our best foot forward. I mean, I was I was telling somebody today, like, you could do this event somewhere else, they will not care about this event the way that we will. Right. Because they they won't they can't right because the person I mean it's like a pretty prominent person in our community. I'm like, yo, that like this is this is personal for me. This is not about just hosting something or just being a venue. Like like I want this to go, our team wants this to go well. Right. Um and I think that level of of care and taking things like, I mean, we 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 employ about a hundred black folks at TGS. Oh wow. Um, I didn't know it was that um, many. That's dope. And um I I I make a really like we're trying so hard to hire internally whenever we can. And so like the person that manages our facilities, he started out on our front desk person. that that, uh, one of our event coordinators was a hostess person that runs membership started out on our front desk. Like I'm, I'm dead serious about trying to make sure that like, even if you don't stay with us for whatever reason, that the new floor that you have for what it, like whatever it is, whatever yeah. industry you decide to go into has changed. And like, I think that level of care for our team has has like transferred to our uh, our clients, where we take this like, I mean, we, we go to places that like just other places are not going to, going to do for you, right? So i want to I, I want to add clarity to, to one thing. You said the word clients,
0: and I want to be I want to make sure that our listeners fully understand what you mean because I, I think when you, I think when you say clients, you're thinking about your membership, correct?
1: So no, I actually I'm thinking of like of a, a private event client. So we host okay, a lot gotcha. of corporate functions, right? And so um in my in my mind, there's like two worlds. There's private events. We've hosted like we've opened in March twenty sixteen, we've hosted like five thousand private functions. Um so those are like the clients, right? Right. Uh the membership, that's even more personal to me. Like I I, I don't refer to, They're to not the membership. clients. Mm, no, gotcha. not no. The membership is <laughs> that's family. Those are the people I that like kept the lights on. Um so no, I I in my mind it's a totally different world. So like when I'm talking about like going to places that no other spaces won't go to, that's right. more on like an event side. But for the the membership, no, that's that's like family business. So, I'll I spend hours and hours and hours a day just trying to make sure that the membership has the connectivity to one another. Cause that to right. me is what the business is all about. Right. you so,
3: all i um, interesting. So so the business model sounds like it's multiple business models, right so yeah. there's an event space and then there's also membership, and then there's a restaurant exactly like how does it all yeah I mean, like so- how did you how did you build it to where it was it was these unique things that came together, or maybe were they always connected that way
1: uh no, they weren't always connected so the 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 business model is is combining two businesses that you can find out there, city clubs. And then workspaces we've made some design differences um certainly on the workspace side and on the uh, and on the country club side I mean, the, so maybe country club is another good comp um, country clubs normally have event spaces where members of the club can do that and normally don't have workspaces, so that's the part that we kind of added to the mix uh, okay. but um no i mean the 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 model kind of came about in in thinking about. How do people connect in the modern era, right? And for us, that came down to three things. As we already talked about, connect through food, connect through experiences, through events, and you connect through working together, right? Right. And so the work piece is what we we added to the mix. We had some other things. You can also connect through fitness. We decided not to get into that business formally. Uh, We partnered with a lot of fitness facilities, but it was really about trying to answer that question, like what environments do people need to connect in? And how do we build space that helps to facilitate that connection? Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. gotcha. Makes sense. Okay. So I cool. I wanna I wanna kinda turn the conversation toward advice that our listeners can use, right? So you've watched relationships materialize and mature, I'm sure, over and over again. You've played an active role in many of those. So, what advice do you have for our brothers and sisters out there who may struggle to partner with someone?
1: Uh, there's a lot of thing in the partnership world. I mean, the the first thing is that like, be, I'm it's be a good partner, right? And being a good yes. partner <laughs> to me, it, it, I mean, it's just like do business the right way. Do exactly what you said that you were going to do when you and said win. you were going to do it. Yeah, that's that's super. You have to start there. Um, I think another thing that I see often is that like people just do not look for win wins they look. They talk to you about what their win is, but not like mm. they don't ever try to find what can be mutually beneficial. Right. That's really where deals happen, right? Um, and third thing I say is that you have to play the long game, right? Like I, I'm, we started this business when I was 24. And one of the things that I would do was study people that I thought, like I, I saw as being successful. Right. And I would look at the their deals that they were making. When I started to learn, um, was it like a lot of times the deals that, that were happening were like, 15 years, 20 years in the making. It was like people mm-hmm. that they knew for forever and ever. And so I would look at it and like, well, how did that ha- come together so quickly? Mm-hmm. It really didn't come together quickly. It came right. together because two people had invested in one another for 15 years. Right. And then the right opportunity came about. And so I just like, don't be, try to play a little bit longer of a game and not be as transactional. Um, sometimes people are going to be like, the score will be way up in in their favor. And, like, you've got to be comfortable with that. Just know that, like, you know, at the right time, if I continue to, like, nurture this relationship, right. there might be a way for, um, you know, something to be beneficial for my end of the, of the So you got to learn to be patient at times. sometime time. Sometimes. I can feel
0: that. I can feel that. So another one I yeah. want to apply to our, our listeners, you talked <laughs> earlier about networking, right? You even made mention of uh, the older model of walking up, handing your business card. Probably could phase away. And, and I agree with that completely because I've done it many times. And sometimes if you're lucky and your follow-up game is is good enough, you'll yeah. make some type progress, right? But realistically speaking, knowing the digital age that we're in now, what do you think networking should look like? And how can our listeners be better at it?
1: <laughs> networking. Um Man, like, I, I really like, like I, even, I I don't even like, I don't even like the word. Yeah. was um, <laughs> it a just, look of disgust. Like, yeah. Oh. It's not even the right word. I mean, first off, I think going back to the long, long game. Right. You have to, you have to network horizontally. Right. A lot of times people, like I, 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 we do host a lot of events. So I, I always, um, there's been this joke going on for like the last year where I would tell people after a panel or some sort of lecture, don't run up on the stage. Because realistically, the person that you're going to go get, try to give your card to, that, like, they might think, you might think they're the perfect fit. Right. But the person sitting right next to you, is probably more work that can get done with the person sitting in the chair next to you yeah. than you running up on stage. Yeah. And people don't listen. They go upstage and they try to shoot their shot, which, like, I appreciate. But, like, you've got to network with your, like, your cohort. Right. It's really important for me. Like, I take seriously... I'm extremely cool with, like, this crop of, entrep- of like, black entrepreneurs in particular. Right. That has started around this same time. Right. Like, we check in regularly. We're, because in 5, 10, 15 years, that's going to be my peer group. Not right. the person that was on stage. Right. And I've realized that that person oftentimes, like, can't really help me. Right. Sometimes, like, you can get lucky. This is yeah. like, you know, I'm painting with broad brushstrokes here. But, like, most of the time, that person is not who you need to talk to. Yeah. Second thing is even when you're networking horizontally, you've got to make sure that when you're talking to people, that like you actually are trying to understand <laughs> their needs and their wants. Right. Rather than just like taking cards. Like I It's like I fuck don't, what
3: you talking about. I want you to I want you to hear what yeah, I'm trying get, to get come, to you yeah, real, quick. real quick. Come catch
1: these cards <laughs> real quick. And it's like I just I, I don't get why people do it. Um I don't carry business cards. Right. Like, if if we made a connection, I'll give you my number. If I don't want to give you my number, I won't give you my number. Right. I mean, it's like, it's a real simple test for me. Because if we actually had a conversation, I don't care about you having my my whole phone number. Right. Like, call me. But if we didn't, I'm good. Like, we can just, I don't want your business card. That's just going, to I'm going to have, like, you know, I... I'm going to lose it. Yeah, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to throw it away.
3: Yeah, (laughs) like, literally, I'm... That's I don't cool. have a, <laughs> I don't have a business card holder. <laughs> you
1: know <what> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I tell people I'll, I'll go to conferences and be like, "Hey, can I have your card?" I say, no, I don't have a card." What's up though? Like, who? Like, what do you do? Yeah. Let me, let's, can we? Is there synergy between what we do? Oh, there is. Bet here, take my information. Yeah. Let me. What's your information? All right, I'm, you with you. I'm with you. I'm with. So we we talked about a couple
0: <laughs> of things, right? And we we've heard your your thoughts and feelings on how we can do better at networking slash connecting and whatever term we're going to use. Um, but what is, what is that thing that we haven't talked about? We don't even know to ask you that irks you or, or bothers you when you see people at the gathering spot, you know, I I, I wish everyone here knew this. What, what is that thing?
1: I have a really good friend of mine. Um, uh, not Dr. Key. She, she owns the village market and, uh, it's actually turned into a brand, but it was a saying that she had for a long time, uh, where she says support is a verb. And I like that. I think the thing that we miss a lot of times, especially in this uh this era where it's like going on and like liking something, or man, if you really are supportive, m- giving a comment is the extent of your act like that's the extent of your support. Like I wouldn't liked it, I gave a comment. Yeah. Um but like we have to buy stuff from one another. Like, we actually have to, like, yeah. actually support. Um, yeah,
3: real transactions, financial,
1: right. Yeah, I mean, and, like, yo, there's, there's some context where, like, a like and a comment is actually the, the metric that people um, are looking for. But in most, people actually need you to support them. Yeah,
0: yeah, we, we sat down <laughs> with um,
1: Lisa Cunningham
0: to talk about uh, the gay and lesbian community. Uh, embedded inside of the black community. And that was one point we spent a lot of time on, was the fact that there are a whole bunch of us who love to say we support, which means you <laughs> put up the rainbow Facebook profile picture, we drop a comment, but when you walk away, you don't, you don't even know the lingo, you don't know their needs, or you don't know what they really want. So how how can you truly support someone when you have no idea where they're even trying to go?
1: And the, the, that to me is networking, right? So some folks are probably like, what's the, what does support and networking have to do right. with that that is that is networking yeah. in, in 2019 to me. You have to, like, we got to be radical in our in our support of I these like different um, organizations or people, you know, whatever it is that we're talking about. Like, actually doing it, though. Yeah. That's how things change. Right. Right? Like, that's how you take a business that, like ours, was just a concept in my apartment. And then years later, it has the support of a whole bunch of different stakeholders. Right. You um, know, we're fortunate that people talked about it, right? And so I try to make sure that, like, it doesn't matter what it is that I buy it and I, I talk about it, yeah, a lot. So, so yeah, look, that's let's...
3: a commitment too, right? Where it is more of a deeply rooted commitment versus it being a little more perception or a little shallower.
1: Yeah, no, it it it's, it actually takes energy. Like, you have to. Um, we, we you know we bought this music conference festival. Et the hip hop preacher was um, one of the speakers this year. He said a quote to open up his talk. He was like, "You got to put some energy behind your goals," and it was like, whew. yeah!" <laughs> and it's it's something that you know, uh, stuck with me because yeah, like if if our goal is to try to see this business or this person, got to put some energy behind that. Yeah, um, it can't just be a casual. Yeah. No, our attitude is actually we just hope it works out. Like in terms of like what we actually do, you can't just say it
3: and, and yeah. think it's about to and happen. That's that's, what we, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's we, a lack of commitment. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what we actually do, though. It's yeah. like, yep.
1: You know, I hope you know I hope that goes well for you and AKA <laughs> I hope that works out. Right, I
3: ain't really with you, but yeah, I hope it works well for oh, you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yep. No, we have to say. I mean, I mean, just put it in a different context, like. um in the corporate, I'm not in, in corporate America, but what you hear there is that like you need people to to sponsor you, yeah. right? Like to actually say no, like I've selected you, I'm going to take responsibility for making sure that you do well, and like let's 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 work every day to try to figure out what that looks like. But it takes you being the person that's actually willing to to do it. Um, I, I just I haven't found that in most instances. Like we we don't we don't really live what we rap about. You got, you got to have some sweat equity in
0: there. I want to talk about impact real quick. You dropped the number 5,000 earlier. I mean, 5,000 events that you all have have hosted. And I, I know you host with major companies like Netflix and you do. I've seen politicians there, Cory Booker to Microsoft, Stacey Abrams, right? Like, I've yeah. seen celebrities, everyone from T.I. to Killer Mike. To, I mean, just, just everyone. Keisha Lance Bottoms, all these people, right? Mm-hmm. And... One of your members, we, we've had a couple of your members on the show. So, one, we appreciate you helping facilitate these amazing memberships uh, that come here and bless us, right? But we had Poppy Picasso yeah. and Mario Reyes. Go back, go out and check out The Power of a Poet. It's a dope-ass episode.
2: Hey, y'all, what's up? It's Devin here from Money Honey's. If you're a fan of learning about your business and finances through storytelling and pop culture, then you got to be sure to check out and subscribe to Money Honeys, a show that covers the nitty gritty of maintaining your personal wealth through fun conversation. And you know what? It's brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip hop, powered by creators.
0: One of the things he talks about (laughs) is not being a thermometer but being a thermostat, right? Not just reporting on what's happening, but being the control mechanism for your community, for your culture. So of those 5,000 plus events, right? The 20 a month and all that you do, if you had to boil it down to one event that you felt was the thermometer and changed black culture, that completely changed how everyone who experienced that event looked at the rest of the world or felt about black culture, what would it be? I know it's a tough question because it's 5,000 is a big-ass number.
1: Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's super tough. Um, there have been a lot of special moments for me over time. Um, well, just hit us with, You know what? Uh, yeah, we'll we'll, I, I, we'll, we'll I let just, you out. Hit us with some highlights. I mean, there's been some interesting moments. Like, I mean, we, I, when we first opened... Um, we had we had Ludacris and Natalie Manuel come and talk about why they were filming uh, Fast Eight. Right, John Singleton's last talk uh, was a 25th anniversary of Boys in the Hood. Right, and just to be able to celebrate his career, yeah. and and understand the importance of like telling our story in film, right, and how like what that film did for so many people, right, and helping them see themselves on on a big you know on the big screen. Um, to watching you know Minister Farrakhan speak. And be a very different, Mr. Farrakhan, than people uh, know, right. or, or Harry Belafonte talk about activism. I mean, there's been a He's lot of... like flexing over there. I, like uh, 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 I mean, Stacey Abrams, right? Like, the first real, real conversation after, um, uh, she, you know, she lost, right? She did a talk, like, January 3rd, where it was her just, like giving honest reflections about the race and what was going to, um, to happen going forward. I mean, I, I've, I've been, you know, very fortunate that um, there are a lot of different events that, like, I feel like have have totally shifted people's thoughts on particular topics. Right. Or people. Uh, and then just, like, brought people together. I've seen private functions where that's happened. After, like, death and loss in our community, we gathered, right. like, after Charlottesville to talk about what in the world was going on. Um there around the same time, Jay Z drops an album, and we get together for that. Or um, Black Panther drops, and we we take 250 people to uh, a movie theater to right. to watch the film. So like, it's hard for me to say one. Um, I can say that like, you know, we are committed to trying to figure out across the like all different types of things that are going on in our community. How do you um, bring people together for yeah those moments? So it's been a. Yeah, it's, I, I'm sure there's ones I'm not even uh, remembering right now, but yeah. uh, it's been special. That's that's one of my favorite parts about it right. is watching people be able to to meet people in settings where you know the topic or the you know the speaker is just you know, incredible. Yeah,
0: you are hmm. a private organization, invitation only. And considering both your activity here and your expansion into D.C. and L.A., what do you look
1: for in new members? So some of what we we're just talking about, right? The litmus test for us is very different, right? I think a lot of clubs, the basically the proxy is where do you work, yeah. and if you're at a certain level inside of the organization, they're probably interested in you. I care about that, to, I guess, to a certain extent, but it really is about who are you, right? Right. So the most important question we're ever going to ask is like, what animates you outside of the office, right? And if you have like an awful answer to that question, you're not a good fit for the community, right? Because it's that other thing a lot of times yeah. is the thing that we're going to draw on to bring inside of the club. And if you don't have that, right, then, like, I don't, you probably aren't going to like what, what we do each day. So right. um, it's not meant to be stuffy, right? Like right. The, the, the process for us is more about us trying to get to know you yeah. than it is trying to put up some sort of, you know, big wall. It's not elitism. No, I mean, communities need to be reflective of, again, all people are all different parts of the journey. Right. Right. I, I, if you're super successful and don't know people who are trying to make it, I don't know how you're going to continue being super successful. Like you've got to keep your ear to how people are are like trying to build things now. Right. Vice versa. If you're trying to build something, you need to know people that have made it. So like, I think we've made these mistakes over time and like written these rules that like, you know, the, the business community, y'all go over there. And the creatives, y'all go over there. But, like, yeah. businesses are better when they know creatives. Right. I right. Entrepreneurs that. are better when they're in contact with big business. Right? right. Like, um, so part of the process for us was starting with, like, this is why law school was, was, was helpful to me. What is the ground rule? And then what could the new rule be? Like, why right. do we follow that rule? Yeah. And. Yeah. If there wasn't a good answer for why we followed it, you know, like I I gave the dress code example earlier, but like, what? Who wrote this rule that like suits and ties can only be in rooms with suits and ties? Yeah. Like, where does that come from? Right. And And do do we still need it? There's time and place for everything, right? Like, Mm -hmm. absolutely. But on a like just on a general basis, right? Why why can suits and ties not be in rooms with people who wear t-shirts and jeans? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and that was that was like a just that was a real question used to, we used to have in like in my apartment in DC when we were building uh, the, the concept. And it was like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like who said that old people can't be by young people? Yeah. Like like who wrote that rule? And and why? Again, time and place for everything. Sometimes we activate and it's like, yo, this is a smooth jazz night. And yeah, you're going to go 45 and up that night, right? There's not a, a bunch of younger people. But there's other things where it's like no, like, those two worlds should know each other. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they can learn from each other. So a lot of the business has been trying to, like, take what we've accepted as, like, fundamental and ask the question, like, you know, like who wrote that? And, and, and we don't have to live—who said that I have to, to, to live under those uh, rules? I mean, country clubs are supposed to be—are dominated by men. 60% of our membership base are women, and I won't ever go below that, that number. Because to me, clubs of the future have that, like, uh, uh, women, uh, like, strongly influencing what happens yeah. uh, there. And so, if you don't want to be a good old boys club, don't be a good old boys club. Make it harder for men to get in. And that's what we've done. That's cool. Um, so, I, I don't know. I mean, that's a lot of our energy behind stuff. It's just, at, you know, and, and again, it's not rebellion for the, for the sake of it. But really, like, truly asking the question... Why does this have to happen this way? That's the only place where innovation, like, podcasting, right? Like, that's somebody saying, like, "Yo, why do we have to be on radio again? Like, yeah. Right. There's new formats, and here we are. I mean, it's funny you say that because one of the
0: things that I've been (laughs) realizing literally in the last, I was having a a conversation with a a close friend of mine uh, yesterday. So we just got featured on Apple Podcasts, which for a podcast is huge, right? We're in the carousel spot, like literally right at the top by the biggest podcast in the world. And only 1% of podcasts ever get there. Congratulations. It's amazing. Thank you. And I was sitting there thinking that I wanted to make some changes, but I got stuck in my head. I was like, but I have to do it this way. And then I was on the phone with my friend. He was like, well, why don't you just do this? It's easy. And it took (laughs) him reminding me that I don't have to stick to these rules. Like, this is my shit. I do the way I want to do. And it w- it's so funny that sometimes you need someone from the outside to tell you it's oh, okay to do what you already know you need to do. So sometimes breaking rules, questioning rules, is the right thing. I love I love that perspective. All right, so I want to talk real quickly about this expansion coming up. You've got L.A., you've got D.C. couple questions. Why those markets? And for the markets where they don't know you as well as Atlanta, how are you attracting more amazing, dope talent? Now, granted, I know y'all have got, like, crazy national exposure. In my research, I saw Buku articles. I was like, these brothers <laughs> really are everywhere, for
1: real. Um, So, I mean, the, the idea was born in D.C. We just thought Atlanta would be the better place to to incubate it. So right. uh, we know that city really well. I mean, lived there for seven and a half years so it's a it's a second home right. d c also doesn't have anything like what we do right? right I mean they're old country clubs, but there's not um anything like what we do and like there's tremendous synergy between d c and Atlanta like you see a lot of people moving back and forth yeah um I don't know it's it's a market that just, it feels like a second home for us l a is a little bit different um about a third of the membership base are creatives and so we feel the impacts of whatever happens in LA because people are, are bi-coastal and with the music and film industry being uh, what it is in Atlanta, there's a natural extension to LA because that's the place where that uh, segment of the membership is. Right. Uh, While there are clubs in those cities, I I mean, I'm, I'm heavily biased, but I don't think that there's really anybody that's focused on what we do, how we do it. And, um, I tell people all the time, it's like, I think we as black folks are used to going to places now where we're tolerated. Yeah. And the gathering spot is a place where you're truly going to be celebrated. I like, love we that. love you. And um, so, for that, I don't think that there's really any space in most of these cities that loves you the way that we're going to love you. I love it. Um, I believe it too. Hell, I, I see it here. So, LA makes sense because of the, you know, the, the industry connection, but also, I mean, there's tremendous connection now between Atlanta and LA. Yeah. I spend a lot of time in, in different markets, though. I mean, our our plan is to open about 10 pretty quickly. Okay. Um, people are on the road. And so you need access to these sort of um, communities and spaces, yeah. really, wherever you are, from, yeah. you know, from a major city perspective. You ask, so how do we introduce ourselves uh, to the markets? The business is not about space, right? So, there's already a community that's formed in DC. Right, They're, they uh, they met last night. They, I mean, we we're hosting gatherings a couple of times a week in oh, big and small ways. That's awesome. Um, before the, again, the space is just kind of the right. Uh, that's the finished piece it of it. About but the like, people. yeah, no. I mean, we we've hosted events in LA, hosted events in many cities. Right, so community can form right anywhere, um, and then we'll we we build space to. To accommodate, accommodate after That's after it's there. Yeah, I love that. Hmm. Have you, you announced them. any of your other cities yet? I haven't. Um, and I mean, it, it's 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 a real estate issue um, in in most markets. So I spent a lot of time in Texas. Spent a lot of time in Houston and Dallas. Okay. Spent a lot of time in Detroit. Uh, a lot of time in Chicago, gotcha. New York. Gotcha. Um, All so the markets. Once I once I can identify space. Yeah, um, all of those cities plus some are you know of interest to us. But you know, I'm I'm going around each week just trying to find the right place to to go, gotcha. while also building the going back to the community piece. So there are, there are membership directors in a lot of these cities already that are doing the work of the gathering spot. Before you all are you know, definitely gone. strategic and forward thinking. I
0: love to see that.
1: I mean, it it, it like you can't. Um, I don't think you stumble into this stuff, right? No, I mean, <laughs> no sir, You've no, got to, <laughs> uh, you know. I, I try to pay attention to the businesses that that really, you know, that I really admire, and I mean, the ones that that do it right to me are, you know, they're twenty four months ahead of their current cycle. I'm trying to to get our organization to kind of be in the same mindset of like, hey, if we're going to go into Detroit, like, what does that look like? The space not be, might not be ready until twenty twenty one right, but what happens in twenty nineteen what happens in twenty twenty yeah
0: but again, you I don't, don't get the, the space is almost secondary as you've already explained this about the people in the community,
1: so but I would tell folks I've been saying for years it's like look, we are not in the space business that is a pure like we work is in the real estate business we are not like we're we're in the community business, and so that does that exists outside of our outside of walls right like um we only use the space to facilitate what we're doing. And you know again that's that sounds like a bumper sticker, because a lot of businesses are using spate like that using community language rather um to try to talk about what they do, but like that really is the business for us that's dope that's I
3: think the the essence of what you're saying around community is built into your business model, so everything else is just a byproduct of of what we do because yeah, of community absolutely
1: i mean i I got in trouble a couple years ago because I was like, I don't believe in coworking, and people were like you're a co-working operator. I was like, I'm not, I'm not in the co-working business. I provide workspace for people to work right when they need to. Right. I don't wake up every morning trying to figure out how to sell a seat to anybody. There's no disrespect to anybody that's in that business. That's just not what we do. And you know, I I just, I think it's a a trend, but I, I don't think there are enough remote workers or freelancers in Atlanta to support these 50 million co-working spots yeah, that are I around. I agree
3: here. with you on that 100%. Um, they, they, people want to, interact are with people
1: too, boy. Yeah, people want to be people want to build with people. That's what they're looking for. All right. So, I've got I got two
0: more questions and and I always say that, but this time I truly do have <laughs> just two more questions.
1: What is what is the deal with member backwards that I see? So, for us, um we are trying to reinvent or reimagine the city club experience. Mhm. And so we didn't spell member the way that it, I guess you should spell it um, because we don't... Many of the things that are kind of built in yeah. traditional membership stuff right. is not really what we're trying to represent. So we spell it backwards. That's cool. Um, and, you know, it's been something that we were talking about. We're we're very startup still in, inside of our shop. So right. um, somebody on our team said it, like thought it would be dope, created the image team liked it, and it's been just part of the identity of the club since.
0: Yeah, I've seen so many businesses, like, grow and with the goal of getting out of their startup phase. But I, I think the beauty of the startup <laughs> phase is it allows you to be so dynamic. Like, I don't know why you would want to get out of the startup
1: phase. At least not from a, a mental standpoint. I have no desire to to not be a startup. Right. It, it is, that's like our superpower to exactly. me. Exactly. Because you don't you're not married to anything. Like, you can try what you want to try. You make a mistake, you go in the other direction. Yeah. Like, You're and free it's cool. agent. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I just, I, I mean, I, even big businesses that are entrepreneur. I mean, like, I, I would argue, like, I mean, even massive companies like, like Apple, right? Like, part of when they went on their run-run, like, dropping, like, culture-shifting yeah. uh, devices year after year. That that takes, you have to have a starter mentality to do that. Absolutely. To to drop a, a iPod, iPhone, iPad. Yeah. I mean, like. You
0: got to be willing to take risks, change direction. Yeah, I mean, that's. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: yeah that, that takes a, a vision of <laughs> And teams. not
0: know if it's going to actually work. So like, wh- that's where disruption and success comes from.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it came out with a phone that didn't have any buttons on it, right? <laughs> like, they, at that point, it was crazy to have your music and your phone in the same place.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. Like, Like, why would you do that? Like, why? Yeah, it was like, I have my iPod and we were just getting used to the MP3 player situation.
0: But to your point, that's questioning the rules. Like, why does this rule exist and how can I make it better?
1: That startup vibes all over that for me. I think that you have to, um, you know, that's how that's that's how stuff shifts. You got to be willing to to take risks. If that's not you, I tell people all the time, if you're you're not a person that can that has any risk tolerance and like calculated risk, but still risk. Right. And you probably shouldn't start a business or start anything. Just Amen like, to that. And if you like, can't handle stress and worry, yeah, just don't do it. Because there's a lot of ways to make a dollar, and if that's <laughs> yeah, not, and you don't so, have to. You, and you don't have to do yeah. this like all the yep, time. Yep. I, like, don't. Why are you? I've been very stressed at certain points in this process, and it still was enjoyable. Like it was. That's I a still beautiful thing. Liked it, and if you don't like it, uh, life is short. Go yeah. do the thing that is making you excited. <laughs> like I, I don't know why people, you know. No, I agree. I'm, I am in love with the like. I I, I am a, a
0: serial entrepreneur. I have done many things. I figured out. I'm in love with the building phase. I love we just about that. This. I love the the stress that comes with it. I love the fact that you got to figure this problem out. Or the shit could be over. Yeah. Like I the love late nights, that the feeling. concern, yeah. the
3: oh my God, I don't know how this is gonna work. We yeah. gotta figure it out. And, yeah. and
0: then I love when you get those those breakthroughs, like, holy
3: shit, that really works. This shit yeah. works. <laughs> fucking love it.
0: Yeah.
1: I yeah. yeah. fucking love it. I love it. For that. some people, that's like nothing, right? And like yeah. that doesn't do anything for them. And so <laughs> if that's you, like, that's cool. I think yeah. I think entrepreneurs have to stop shaming people who are not. That's not their wave. Yeah. It's like, yo, that's cool. You like, got to do what you do, but do what?
3: Entrepreneurs need people that don't like risk like that. I, like, you, you can't. Like, how, why would you shame the person that you actually need to go? Right, you power.
1: need to hire that person. Yeah. Give <laughs> no, no, him some comfort. I was at a spot where this guy, like, quoted, he was given a quote and he was just like, um, build your dreams or someone will hire you to build theirs. And I was like, yo, don't, don't say that. That's not... like <laughs> That's, that's counter to <laughs> what we need to be talking about. That's, that's just not... <laughs> Not everybody has that mindset.
0: I mean, I, th- I think you can look at it like this: when people make <laughs> that statement about build your dream before someone hires you to build it, right? I, it almost feels so self righteous because what you're what you're saying is that your dream must be the same as mine. Someone's. I have friends. Who their dream is literally being the best corporate America people they can be. They don't want I got a lot of their yeah. own businesses. They they like what it feels like to go to work and be promoted and, and get like that is and that's, their dream. And applause and that's to them. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. exactly. perfectly yes. okay. Like, like yes. there's multiple ways to get this shit done. Yeah. yeah.
1: I used to go to school with people where they would say that's a Coca-Cola family. Now, did the family start Coca-Cola? No. Did the family make a ton of money at Coca-Cola? Absolutely. Did they have right. a great life and a great living? Yeah, I mean, like right. there, like in Atlanta, there are Coca-Cola families and Home Depot families, like these yeah. families that like made a bunch of money, not as the founder. Yeah. Not even as like the first yeah. ten employees. Right. But we're just in the organization.
0: Absolutely. Like there's ways
1: to like do this a bunch of different ways. Yeah. And I I don't I don't judge anybody for whatever their path is. Like right. I mean, their shoot, path. I understand it half the time. Like yeah. And yeah. there were many days where I was like, I should just be at the firm right now. This is crazy. <laughs> like this. Is, yeah. what, what, is, what am I doing? All right. This is my last
0: question. 85 <laughs> years, brother. We, we five sort of we, we, you five know what I'm we sort of got it. Uh, <laughs> you have done, you and your team, let me say this the right way, you and your team have done something that is amazing. And amazing doesn't come without inspiration. So, what's been your inspiration for what you do?
1: I am genuinely, though, inspired by... I got two main sources. Like, our community at, like, just generally. Like right. I am I'm, I'm inspired by black folks. It, it is amazing to me what we have been able to accomplish. It is not lost on me that historically the act of gathering was not permitted. And so... It is. It is in fact almost a revolutionary action to be able to come together in shared space. Right. Um, I'm also inspired by just like from that experience, all of the different things that we've been able to influence, no matter what it is that we're talking about in business, certainly in culture, um, and like being a part of that continuum. Right. Is inspirational to to me because um, I think it's it is deeply an honor. I, like, he used to, when I was, um, graduating from undergrad, there were a group of students that were talking about issues that were real, talking about microaggressions and like, you know, how difficult it can be to be the only one in a predominantly white, uh, institution. Right. And while I heard them, right, and it is, it, and understand, understood the challenges that they were talking about, I couldn't fully relate because to me and what I just been taught my entire life, being black is amazing. It is like it's super dope. Right. And so it was never a burden to me to be black. It was always like the coolest part about yeah. who I was. Yeah. Um, and I'm inspired by I'm inspired by watching a community not just overcome, but like be able to just like go and accomplish yeah. marvelous uh stuff. So part of that though is like I mean a little bit more directly I'm I'm inspired by hip hop, right? I, like I'm a huge lyrics and quotes person, right? And like the energy that's um that's in hip hop culture, which is you know it's kind of what I grew up in, is uh is super inspiring to me every day because it it represents all of that history that I was just talking about, right? And plus just like the the energy of wanting to like be um, successful. I feel it. Um, right. And frankly, like, I mean, th- this for me is an exercise in just, like, at every level of my education, there was an idea that if you if you like kind of just listen to popular uh, words about what was happening, that, like, I shouldn't be there for whatever reason. Yeah. And my attitude has always been, like, okay, well, you shouldn't let me in then. Because once you do, I'm not, like, I'm playing... I'm highly competitive. I'm Won't playing for... Yeah, like, it was, you know... So, I went to Georgetown for undergrad. You know, first day. Hey, this is the best and brightest people. I looked around. I was like, I don't think I'm super smart. But, like, I don't think he is either. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so let's let's see. Let, let's see what happens. And law school is the same sort of thing. Like, you know... You know, y'all are, our acceptance rate is super low, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, y'all ain't messed up and let me in. Cause it's like, I'm inspired by just, by like the opportunity. Yeah. And, it, it, and, and have this like <laughs> very strong, you should not, don't open a door if you don't want me to walk through it. Amen. Um, mentality, because <laughs> once it's open, like I'm not, I'm in there. Yeah, I don't... like, And, I, and I'm not shy about <laughs> being in the room at that point. Right.
3: You, you in the game. You on the field, baby. Don't you playing. Me,
1: coach, don't put me in the game. Yeah, like, I'm playing. I'm, I'm going to try to score if you put me in the yeah. game, coach. Like, don't <laughs> put me... In, and and so, no, I'm inspired by watching other folks do that and trying to just push our culture further every day, right? You know, stuff that was supposed to be impossible, um, like, watching that happen yeah. in real life. That's dope. And, and knowing that, like we're as capable as and, like, can go achieve as much right. um, as anybody else. And so watching people do that and then, you know, helping to facilitate people kind of along and, you know, trying to do that for myself, um, those are all things that are, that are inspirational to me. Like it's it's that. it's, uh, this is a privilege to me. Like, being black and being young, all these things that are supposed to be, like, Say Knox. that again. Uh, these, this is a. I, I look at. I look at it as a privilege, That's it. because it, <laughs> it, it is. It's a perspective that I bring to everything that other people can't. Yeah, like I feel like, and I they come, want to so bad. Yeah, I, like, I feel like I come into the room with all the sauce, right? Like I'm. I'm like, yo, We just had a whole conversation that you play that conversation back about spades, and like. People don't know what we're talking about. Correct. <laughs> like, correct. Like lost. But they on Google like Wild space. Black shit. Yeah. <laughs> but they want yes. to, right? And that like, like what, what is other this? What, is yeah, this? what are you talking what about? What are other, what can other cultures can we say that about? Yeah, yeah you're so right. You're like, I mean, so like right. who else is being studied the way that, that we are? No, like nobody creates stuff in the way that we do that actually the world is able is then being like, yo. That's amazing. Like, I want to. Yeah. Like, I want to. I get, want that. I want to be that. I want to do that. I don't. There's nothing that I chase like that any day. Like I don't wake up any morning with any other culture that I'm like, Yo, oh like, shit, I gotta go.
3: <laughs> I gotta I go even, play soccer. I mean, or, uh,
1: yeah. Like I, I just there's nothing like for real. Like I, that's I'm not even. No, I, I, right I cannot think of a day where I've woken up and been like, man, if I could just only be more feeling play, feeling right. any sort. Like for well, me I wish being I was
0: black, British today, boy. I sure wish I was more goddamn
1: British. <laughs> yeah, like, that's never, I mean, that's just never happened to yeah, me before. Like that's it's real. <laughs> it is it's always black folks that are inspiring me. All because we we creating the new slang and the new sounds and the new movies and the new like everything. It, it's always black folks. So yeah. like I'm inspired by our own community. And I wish we had more people in our community that were just like comfortable with that. Yeah. And not trying to so like, the world at this point is trying to understand and gain access to what we create. That's so real. I mean. That should
3: be a license
1: to but, create. So, like, right? why are we playing, why do we play conservative with that? Correct. Like, no, nah, that that to me is, like, crazy inspiring. I mean, I'm watching folks, like, have the audacity despite circumstances. Like, I mean, come on. My my parents are entrepreneurs. My dad is from the projects of Fort Smith, Arkansas. Right. And had a had a business successful, sold it. Sold it when there's probably five or six thousand people working there. That's inspirational to me. Like mo- mostly black folks. That's that's nice. Gets back in the business.
0: Especially in Got another four that's...
1: or five thousand people that work at the company again. Right? Like I'm inspired by seeing stuff like that. that' because yeah. that to me is is all the things that are supposed to be impossible that yeah. we uh we go off and and achieve and achieve like with grace and, you know, achieve despite all sorts of odds. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, no, I, I, there's not, I, there's, I guess, specific people that I could point out But, like, I really am genuinely inspired by us. Dude, I I love that. I I love the fact that
0: there wasn't a specific answer because everyone (laughs) listening can feel that and be like, you know what? I feel that. It was us. I get that. He's talking about me and my cousin and my mom. Like, I get
1: that. Yeah, y'all all all create dope stuff every day and, like, help to push dope stuff every day. Like, if you, like, genuinely, if you don't make it hot, it is not. That's it. Right, like, if our community doesn't stamp it, it doesn't, it's not hot. Yeah. Like, in like, prove me wrong. Point to something that has gotten hot in America, we could just leave it, it's gotten hot here without black folks. Right. Culturally, it doesn't exist. Like, we make everything lit. That's real. And, Damn, that's real. <laughs> if, if you don't get our cosign, I mean, brands know this. They know this. They, 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 they have an acute understanding that like, if we don't, because it's happened for too much time now. Like, Sounds, even when we you don't see us physically represented, the sa- the original sound still came from us. Yeah. Somebody might so, have stole it, but it yeah. was us. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> they sampling it. We 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 stamp everything. So like, nah, I'm 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 inspired by 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 our our community every every single day, and am grateful to God every single day that I get the opportunity to be black. Amen. Because Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, we going to have
3: to remix that shit with uh, right. <laughs> the wild black uh shit question, like the signature question cuz that that, was that hit it. It,
1: yeah. ain't, it ain't sad for me any day. I like it's dope every single day. Cool. So like we, we are we are at the end of the time, brother, share with the
0: people how they can learn more about the gathering spot, how they can follow you if you want to share that information.
1: And <laughs> yeah, we talk so much about connecting a person uh <laughs> <on, laughs> <on. laughs> <laughs> Online, uh, you can find us at The Gathering Spots. I'm spot on RW on all platforms. Um, but anything on social media, you can find an insight in the club. But I encourage you to come visit us um, at location here in Atlanta or soon to be in D.C. Amen. Yep. Cool. Archie, you got anything, bro? Hey, Amen. Dope. Yeah. Keep That's doing it. what you're doing,
3: Art. bro. You're you, you making the community and the culture proud. All right. Keep going.
0: A Wild black.
3: Rumble, young brother, rumble. We out. <laughs> we love you. Peace. Hey, man, it's your boy, Sean. It's your boy, G Downs. Here from Bad Speakers Podcast. If you're a fan of Bad Speaker Podcast, then be sure to check and subscribe to Bad Speakers Podcast. A show that covers interviews, music, hip-hop, sex, barbershop talk, anything that you want from the culture and podcast. And it's brought to you by exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip-hop. Powered by creators. Hey, man, if you want that real, tune in to Bass Speakers Podcast. Uncut, unadulterated, real hip-hop barbershop talk.